Okay, today's daf is Baba Kama Yudchet 18. We pick up at the bottom of Yudzayin Amudbet. Boy Rava, it's uh, seven lines from the bottom towards the end of the line. Um, and our learning should be in the zuchus and the protection of all of our chayalim and chayalot and of everybody that is in harm's way. Um, Okay, so uh, we're in the middle of the suya of Chatzinezek Tzoros, an animal that damages something in the, in its, the process of it walking um, inadvertently, but does it not with, directly with its body, but through like uh, pebbles that it kicks up or anything that's considered kocho, it's energy, indirect, that you pay only half Nezek. And that, the Gemara said, is Hilchasa Gemirila, Lach Misinai. Now we're going to explore different dimensions of this. And Sumchas disagrees, and Sumchas says full value. So by Rava, Asked, if an animal uh, stepped on a um, you know a, a, a vessel a jar let's say and with the stepping it didn't break it um, and it rolled to another place burn it broke so it it stepped on a vessel it rolled it hit a wall and then it shattered on the wall mahu how do we treat it do we treat it as its body full amount you know, or do we treat it as kocho? It's energy. It put its energy into the kli. The kli hit the wall, and it broke. So eventually, it broke not directly with contact through the body, and therefore would be half nezek. Mao basume karazlina. Do we go by the first act, the gufahu, and we say that its body came in contact with the kli and eventually caused it to break? So that's break broke through its body and pays full damages. Or do we go by the broken vessel when it actually breaks? It's not directly contacting it with its body. Fitzroyus Nino, and that's only considered like pebbles, like kocho. So that's a good question. So what's the answer? Tiv shot le Let's learn it out from Rabba. Excuse me, Midrava. Dama Rabba. Rabba says, If somebody threw a vessel off the top of a roof, and somebody else was standing there with a baseball bat, and before it hit the ground and shattered, he hit it with a baseball bat and broke it. So, putter, you're exempt. The second guy is exempt, because the second guy could say to the owner, I broke something that was already broken. It was in the process of hitting the ground. It was considered as if it was already broken, and therefore, I did not damage a full vessel. So, therefore, it sounds very much like if you put your energy in it and it's in the process of breaking, then that object that you have now directly contacted and have put in the process of breaking is considered already broken, so it will already be broken by your body. So, the Gemara says, Rabba, um, uh, yes, you're right. For Rabba, that's clear. That's how Rabba comes out. That's Rabba's position. But Rabba did not accept this. Rabba maybe accepted it as intuitive. Rava did not accept this as taken for granted. And he wanted to see, is there any evidence to go one way or the other and how we conceptualize this? Tashma. So now let's try to bring some evidence. Two lines from the bottom. He do say muad. If an animal, a chicken, is hopping around and it breaks something, it's not considered muad, you know, habitual. muad. And others say it is muad. Um, so that just term habitual is interesting. Um, so let's see what the Gemara says. Hiru sakadaita. Can we actually be talking about hopping around? Hopping around, it's natural. It is a muad. It's habitual. It's with its body. There's no reason to think there should be any debate if it breaks something as it's hopping on it. Elalav hidus vihitis. It must mean that as it's hopping, it causes some pebbles to scatter, you know, and to fly off, and they break something. So it's a case of troros. So what's the debate? Excuse me. 
I, did not, I, I misstated that. It's hopping around and not that it hits row rows, but it hops on some vessel and the vessel flies off and the vessel breaks. So we have a debate that's not clear what's being debated about a chicken hopping. Let's say it's debating Rava's case. That's a, it hit, had a best vessel, the vessel flew and broke. And that's exactly the debate. Muad versus not Muad means full damages versus not full damage. And they're debating exactly this question. Okay, so Mar Savar Basramei Karazlina, and one says you go by the original and it's full damage, i.e. Muad, or Muad, i.e. full damage. Mar Savar Basramei no, you go by when it breaks, and then it's Koho, and that, that would be Eina Muad, that would be half damages. So that's one way of reading. So sure, you could say that. Lo, but the Gemara says, no, you don't have to say that's the debate, top of Yudchad and Aleph. It is true, like I said before, it, yes, you were right that it's it scattered things, it, you know, it's it uh, sprayed things, excuse me, but what it was spraying was not the vessel, but the pebbles. And it's a classic case of troros. And the debate of muad versus not muad, i.e. full damages versus half, is the debate of sumchas and the rabbanan about troros. Okay, so we couldn't prove it from there. Tarshma, let's try again. Like we saw yesterday, the uh, chicken was uh, pecking away at a uh, at a rope holding up a bucket. Um, and the rope broke. and the bucket fell and crashed and broke. You pay full, and that sounds exactly Rava's case. It was in direct contact contact with the bucket rope, but then the bucket broke later when it hit the ground, and it says you pay the full amount. Great proof for Rava. And you see you go by the initial act. So the Gemara says, Targama Chavel, no, you could get out of it. You could say that that, when it's saying you pay full amount, is not talking about the bucket, it's talking about the rope, which obviously it doesn't sound that way, because as the Gemara is about to ask, and why did it say the, 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 the bucket broke? But anyway, that's the answer for now. Maybe you're just paying for the rope, the full amount. The Gemara says, One minute. It can't be talking about the rope because it's unusual to peck away at a rope, so it would not be painful damages. Um, now, if it's unusual, it's also unusual for the bucket to break if it's unusual to peck away at the rope. So what Tosus explains is, no, 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 if our focus was on the bucket, we could say that the rope was very, very thin and weathered and it just needed a little pecking, um, and therefore that would not be unusual. But if you're going to say that it's the, you're paying for the rope, it must be the rope was in good condition. And for an animal to keep on pecking at a rope to break it, if the rope's in good condition, that's mishuna. That's unusual, and therefore it should be half damages. So the Gemara says, the most police shot, no, 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 the, it's, it's dirty with like dough and there's food on it. And in that case, it's normal for it to be pecking away at the rope. Okay, but the Gemara says, look, I'm still not going to buy it. It says, the, it says that the pail broke. So clearly here the payment is for the pail. So you see here you did the pail first hit and broke, and you're paying full amount, even though it only broke after it fell. So that seems like a clear example, a clear proof, evidence that you go Basar Meikara. Ella, the Gemara says, All right, you know what? You're right, that's exactly Rava's case. But the idea that you're paying full is not because we go Basar Meikara, but it's going like like, like Sumchis. That's considered to be Kocho, because it only breaks when it's not attached to the body. And, it, and that teaching is a teaching of a Sumchis, that you pay full amount. So the Gemara says, Isumchis ain't a seifa. No, 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 no. It can't be Sumchis, because look at the end of that Brighta. Nitas Mimenu, if now, when, after the pail broke, 
the pail shattered, okay, and nitas mimenu shever, and a piece of the pay, of the of the of the of the pail, uh, you know, sprayed out. And that piece of the pail hit, a, hit a, yet another vessel, we'll say a jar, and broke it. For the pail, you pay the full amount. And on the jar, you pay half. Now that works perfect according to the Rabbanon. The pail is considered gufo because it was pecking away at the rope and the rope and pail are in one item, even though the pail broke later when it hit the ground. So that would say Basar Meikara, that answers Rava's question. And then it sprays, and then it's and then it's Tzroro's case, and then what it breaks, the, the, what the spray breaks, that would be half damages. Okay, that works according to the Rabbanon. But but if it's sumchis that says that by koho and sroros you pay full damages, and that's why you pay full damages by the pale, the is sumchis, but if it's sumchis, mi isle chatzinezek. Sumchis, why would sumchis ever pay chatzinezek? You're paying full damages on the pale because koho you pay full damages. So it should also be on the jar that the pieces of the pale splattered and, and broke. So the Gemara says, "V'chi teimad." You probably have realized the answer here. Shani leilu sumchis be nezek kocho lekoach kocho. Sumchis really maybe agrees in principle to the rabbis. He says, "Look, guys, I agree that there's a certain degree to which, when the damage done by the animal is removed enough from the animal, that you would pay half damages. I just don't think kocho cuts it." Koho is still enough considered the animal itself and its full damages. But koach koho, if, you know, that pebble hits a, a vessel and then the vessel sprays and hits another one, that's already removed enough from the animal that you're not going to pay full and you're going to pay half. Okay, so maybe that, it works like sumchis. Maybe we say basr tvarmana, the pail is kocho, you pay full amount. And the reason you pay half, according to sumchis, on the jar that was broken by the piece of the pail is because sumchis would agree that koach kocho, you pay half. All right, that's a possible read. Um, um, but the Gemara says, Maybe Sumchus makes this distinction between Kocho and Koch Kocho. But Rav Ashi asked exactly that question according to Sumchus. What would Sumchus say about Koch Kocho? Would he say it's like the animal itself and full? Or would he at that point concede to the rabbis that it's different from the animal and say you pay half? So Ravashi doesn't know. So if you are going to say that to get out of ans- having this right to prove that you go meikara and you want to insist that the pale is considered to be kocho and you want to read the whole right like sumchis, well then that would resolve Ravashi's question. And that would tell you that for sumchis, koch kocho is a derivative and you pay only half. Now, the Gemara could have said, you're right. So the Brighter could go either way. It could either prove that you go Meikara um, and prove that position for Rava, and therefore that's why you pay full on the Peo, or it could go assume that you go Besov, and it's going like Sumchis, and it would prove Ravashi's position that for Sumchis, Koach Kocha would be half. But you don't know which way to go, so you can't prove either. Okay, so you could have said that. But the Gemara wants, is going to give yet another way to explain the brighter that doesn't force us into saying that it proves one or the other of those two possibilities. El Elav, the Rabbanahi, the Gemara says, um, so, so, so what must you say if you don't want to be forced to say that this 
proves one of the sides of Ravashi's questions. So w- w- you, what you must need to say is, like we were saying before, it's the rabbis, he, and Shemamina, Basumei So you go from, you go by the original. So in order for it not to prove Ravashi's case of Koach Kocho for Sunchis, if we don't want it to prove that, then we're going to be talking about Rabbanon. You pay full when it breaks, because you go basumekara, and it's only on the jar that broke from the pail that you would pay half. All right, so if without this read of sumchis and koch kocho, we're back to proving basumekara according to Rava. Is that generally what we can prove by this case of the pail? Which seems like a pretty good read. So the Gemara says, Amara bibi barbai, but the Gemara, as it often does, wants to never have to, like, sometimes doesn't want to resolve these interesting theoretical questions. So it says, I'll give you another way to get out of this brighta. The ka'azo mine mine, that it did not, it wasn't that it broke the rope and the pail fell and broke. It broke the rope, the pail hit the ground, didn't break, and then the animal kept on, the chicken or whatever, kept on pushing the pail until it hit against a wall, and it was directly pushing it, and therefore that would be gufo and not kocho. So, you know, it's like you could say that, but then it's a completely uninteresting statement. If the statement said it broke the rope and the pail broke, and you pay full, and, and, and you pay full that's interesting for the reason we're talking. But to say that it you know, broke the rope and then it kept on pushing it, like, why is it even talking about that case? And it's adding a whole other scenario that's not there. So the simple case of the pail and the rope, and, and, and the rope proves, like Rav, proves the side of Rav's question that you go me'ikara, which is actually consistent with Rabba, so that's nice. Rava's question, excuse me. But the Gemara says there's a way to get out of it by saying that it's pushing the pail or that it's going according to sumchis and there's a difference between kocho and koch kocho. That was one question of Rava, exploring that issue about Nekara or Libasov. Now, by Rava. Now Rava has a question about the actual halacha of Tzroros. Chatinezek Tzroros, the fact that you pay half for Tzroros. So, migufa mishalim o mishalim. You pay it out of the body of the animal that you can only collect equal to the cost of the body of the animal, like you do when you would pay half damages for a case of keren, of intentional damage, of goring, um, and that you actually collect from the body of the animal itself. Or do you pay like from the best, meaning out of pocket, and however much the cost is. So is the form of payment of out of pocket or from the body, does that follow the idea of chatzinezek, when you pay with keren, which is from the body, or does it follow the idea of, of regel, which is you pay out of pocket? All right, so let's take a look. Migufo um, mishalem, do you pay from the body of the animal? Because the, the only other time we have half damages is from keren. And so you never find half damages that pays out of pocket. Half damages are always being paid from the body of the animal itself. So here too, if this is a chiddush of half damages, it's going to pay from the body of the animal itself. Or do we say, No, you pay out of pocket. We never have a case of an animal that does damage in a natural way that you, that you pay out of the body of the animal. If you think about the idea that the body of the animal is a certain type of a leniency, that it lets the owner of the damaging animal like off a little easier, it caps his expenses, and so on, that makes sense by Karen when it's unnatural, Mishuna, and he really wasn't so negligent. But anything that does something naturally and the owner was more negligent, you know, that always pays out of pocket. 
So do you follow the fact that it's regel and that it's natural and therefore out of pocket? Or do you follow the fact that it's half nezek and maybe half nezek is bundled with this idea of migufo? So that's an interesting question. Let's take a look. Tashma, come in here. Hidus ain't muad. Hopping is not muad. And some say it is muad. The bright that we quoted before. So now the Gemara says, Hidus sakodaitach, normal hopping. What should the debate be? It's with the body, it's a natural thing. Elalav, Hidus vihitis. It must mean that it was hopping and then it sprayed uh, pebbles and it caused them to break. Okay, so what's the debate? Ubahak miflagi. And this is the debate. Mandamar ain't muad, it's not muad. Kasavar migufo mishalim. You pay from the body. Meaning, Everybody here holds like the Rabbanan and not like Sumchis, and you pay half damages. Okay, and it, because, you have, because the language of this bright is very strange. It doesn't say full or half. It says muad or not muad. Well, that's a very unusual term. So what here it's going to mean by muad, which evokes the idea of a tam and muad and karen and so on, by saying muad means the form of payment is like a muad. You pay out of pocket. So yes, this is the Rabbanan, you pay half damages, but it is muad, it is normal to do it. And since it's normal to do it, even though it's half damages, you pay out of pocket. Kasavar migufo. So umanda amar ain't muad, the one who says it's not muad. Kasavar migufo mishalim, you treat it like a tam, so you pay half damages from the body. Umanda amar muad, and the one who says no, you treat it like a muad. Kasavar mealiya mishalim, you pay out of pocket. That actually works quite beautifully, that they're not using the terms full and half, they're using the word muad and ain't muad, which directly tracks to the idea of is it natural? So you pay full. You pay out of pocket. If it's not natural, ain't a muad, it's like a tom, that's telling you the form of payment is migufo. So that would be a nice way to say exactly that that's debated. But the Gemara says, you can't prove it. Maybe it just means half versus full, and it's the simple debate of the rabbis and sumchis whether you hold of this idea of tzreros. Okay. Toshma coming here. Hakelev shenato harara. This is a Mishnah later on. A dog took a, um, like a wafer, um, a, um, a biscuit from a, that was on a coals, and there was a piece of the coals that was stuck to the biscuit. The halach uh, ligadish, and took a, was eating it and brought it over to a, 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 a pile of hay, um, a haystack. The achalach harara v'hidlikasagadish, and ate the uh, wafer, and uh, biscuit, and then the uh, ember caused the whole haystack to go on fire. Al Harara Mishalim Nezek Shalim, on the uh, biscuit you pay full amount, obviously, that's Shane. Val Hagadish Mishalim Chatin Nezek, and on the uh, haystack, you know, you pay half damages. Okay? So, or grain, or pile of grain, or whatever it is. Okay, so, um, uh, now, my timer, what's the reason that it's different? Lav Mishum Dahavulate Sroros. Okay. Logically, because the ember that burns, that's a tsroros. That's not the animal itself. It's the ember that came from the biscuit it was holding that it sort of threw onto the, you know, this pile of grain. And therefore, as tsroros, you pay half nezek. Now, you're probably thinking, I mean, that was when it first hit it, but then it, the fire spread. Was that considered also kocho? That's a whole major discussion we're going to get to on a few dopin. But for now, we'll just assume that at least the place it hit and initially burned when it hit, that definitely would be kocho and you pay half. All right, so here's a case of half. Now, what does that prove about our debate? Because there's a Tosefta. Fitani Allah, we taught about it in the Tosefta, Meshalim Chatzinezek Migufo. 
that you only that you pay this from the body of the animal. So here we have a case that logically is troros, and it says migufo. So that shows you that troros pays migufo. So what the Gemara says, vitispera. Does that really make sense that that's what's going on here, that it's troros? Um, so we're supposed to know that in this the case, Rabbi Eliezer Nebraita says that I think that what it burned by this uh, you know stack of grain was actually it pays full amount, not half. All right, so maybe he holds like sumchis. Okay, fine. But if that's what's going on, that they're debating half versus full, what this ember burned because of sumchis and the rabbanon and it's roros, and we say that it's migufo. How would you ever be paying, according to Rabbi Eliezer, the full amount migufo? The only reason to say migufo is if it's tsroros. But if Rabbi Eliezer is saying the full amount, and that's because he holds like sunchis, who doesn't consider it tsroros, then it would not make sense to be migufo. And he never says that he debates the migufo point. Okay, so the Gemara says it can't be what's going on here is tsroros, because then you would never get Rabbi Eliezer to be saying full amount migufo. So, Rebbe Eliezer says, "Kill me, go for me, Afghan." Ella. So then, okay, what is the scenario? How will you ever get Rebbe Eliezer to say full amount migufo? So let's try it this way. Ella could go into shani b'habekechelat. It's the case of the of the of the coal is not one of tsroros of kocho. The other way you would get half damages is by mishune. Either something is kavanas olahazik, like the Karen, intentionally damaging, or, as we've been seeing, there's an idea that when an animal does something that's unusual, mishune, we treat it like a Karen. And we also do half damages and migufo. So let's say that's the case. It's not that the ember flew and burned, and it was troros. It took the ember, maybe holding it through holding the, uh, the, um, uh, the, uh, uh, the biscuit, and directly put the ember directly on the grain. And that's an unusual thing to do. That's mishune. So that would pay half nezek, like Karen, not because of kocho, but because of mishune. That would pay half nezek, and it would be in migufo. Now, once we've got it into the Karen category, now we can explain Rabbi Eliezer the full amount migufo. How? Because Rabbi Eliezer can now hold like Rabbi Tarfan. Because Rabbi Tarfan says that if an animal is mishune, does something unusual, which makes it a Karen, and if you have Karen in the property of the person being damaged, not in the public domain, but in the property of the person being damaged, you pay full amount. Meaning Rebbe Tarfin basically says like this. He makes a kavachom there. Karen is half in which just, you know, Karen, um, let's say, Shane and Regal is putter in which and you pay full amount in Chatzar Hanisak, in the, if the damage happens in the property of the, own, of the owner, you know, of the damagee, the, the injured party. Karen, you actually pay in Rishos Harabim. You pay half. So, Kavachomer, you pay in Rishos Hanisak. Now, Kavachomer, you could say you pay half, but he says, Kavachomer, you should pay as much as you pay by Shane and Regel. And therefore, Rabbi Tarfin's position is that Karen pays Full damages in Rishos Haniza. We'll get to that. Okay, that's Rabbi Tarfin's position. Actually, we saw that. Excuse me. Okay, um, that's Rabbi Tarfin's position. Um, that you pay full damages for Shutanizak for Karen. So now we're talking that it's the grain stack or haystack or whatever of the in the Rishos Hanizak. According to the dog, burnt it with this coal. It did it directly, not through kocho, but it did it through Mishune, which makes it like a Karen. 
So according to the first position, you pay half migufo, like you would for Karen. And according to the second position, like Rabbi Eliezer, you pay the full amount migufo because it's also like Karen. But even though it's the full amount, because it's, it's not, it's still the first time, it's still Mishune, because it's in Chatzar Hanizak, you pay the full amount. That you learn from Shane Varego, but you're still going to pay it Migufo, and that's how you can have a case of full amount Migufo. It's a type of a Karen in Rishus Hanizak, according to Rabbi Tarfan, where Rishus Hanizak you pay the full, but because it's still a type of Karen, you pay it Migufo. All right. Okay, the lohi. All right, so the Gemara says, nope, that can't be what's going on here with the coal. My time in Mukmaslak Rebbe Tarfin, Mishum Nezek Shalim. So um, why did you want to say that it's Rebbe Tarfin? Because you were bothered, meaning, okay, if you want to say that, that's one way of reading it, that it's a case of Mishune, and the debate is Chatzar Hanizak, and, but everybody agrees that it's Migufa. But you don't have to say that. What pushed you to say that was you could not accept the idea that for Rebbe Eliezer, it would be, for Sumchis, you pay the full amount and it would be Migufo. My time on Mukmaslak Rebbe What made you run and turn this into a case of Rebbe Tarfon and Mishuneh? Mishumnezek Shalem. Because you couldn't understand how could it be Tzroros and you have Nezek Shalem Migufo. I've got an answer for you, says the Kabbalah. Rebbe Eliezer Savar Kisumchis, the Amr Tzroros Nezek Shalem Mishalem. He would say like Sumchis, it's Nezek Shalem. Okay, so now back, let's remind ourselves. Now we're going to say the case of the coal is not Mishuneh. The case of the coal is that it's through the coal and it's Tzroros and you pay half Migufo. And Rebbe Eliezer says you pay full because he holds like Sumchis. Now how are we going to get full Migufo? Right? What's, where, why, how could that come together? If he considers it to be a normal case of Shane and Regal, how could he get full Nigufo? So it says, But he holds like Reb Yehuda. Reb Yehuda says that when an animal gores three times and becomes a muad, that, and it pays full, the first half it still is paying from the body. The, only the second half of, of the damages you pay out of pocket. So for Reb Yehuda, you actually have a model of something that is full damages, and it's normal to do it because it's been worn three times, this goring animal worn three times, and nevertheless, you're going to pay partly migufo. That, the first half is still going to be migufo. So therefore, what the Gemara says is, it can work. Rebbe Eliezer could hold like sumchis, that you pay the full amount, why would you pay Migufo? Because he holds like Rebbe Yehuda that says half Migufo and half out of pocket. Now, there's an obvious reason that there's a huge difference here. So the Gemara says, tamus. And when does he say Migufo? It means the first half. So the Gemara says, The Ravina, the son of Ravava, said to Ravina, Ravashi said to Ravina, One minute. That weird combination, half out of the body and half out of pocket, that's position of Rebuta could maybe make sense when the animal started as a tom, so it started its life paying half out of the body, and now when you add, say, full, that's separate and out of pocket. The other, that's a, it's a second half and it's separate and it's out of pocket. So, you've never heard anybody say that an animal that starts by paying full amount should have this crazy hybrid of half out of the body and half out of pocket. Okay? So, therefore, we have, that's an impossible read. 
So we're back to what we said, with it, it, that nobody would ever say that if you hold like sumchis and you're going to pay the full amount and it's a normal thing to do and it starts off being a normal thing to do, that you would pay half out of the body. So let's remind ourselves where we are. We're trying to prove this question about whether you pay the half tzoros out of the body or out of pocket. And we have this case of the animal that drops the coal on the, on the, on the grain stack. And it says you pay half and it out of the body. So it seems like a perfect case of tzoros. Um, and it perfectly answers our question. The Gemara says, no, it can't be, because Rebbe Leah says full, and full, which would work like sumchis, full amount, but full out of body wouldn't make any sense, so it must be a different case, which led it to explain, have this whole crazy scenario, uh, no, not so crazy, whatever, but this case of Mishuna um, and going according to, you know, to um, Rebbe Tarfon and explaining it all that way, okay, that it's a case of Shinui and Chatzar Nizak, et cetera. That's one explanation, but still there's not a way to explain it based on a normal case of Troros, because then you could not explain Rebbe Eliezer's full from the body. So we don't have a resolution for Rava. So, Elok, he come Rebbe Eliezer, Nezek Shalem. So now the Gemara says, okay, let's try this explanation for Rebbe Eliezer about the full amount out of the body. Kigon di'iyayid. What we're talking about is that you, um, that it actually, you warned the animal three times. Okay, there was three, or the the owners, three times. So we're about to see that Rav is going to have a question. Okay, well, let's read it. This is the debate. Mar sever yesh adolitzroros, umar sever ein adolitzroros. One says there can be warning for tzroros, and one says there can't be warning for tzroros. What does this mean? So we're about to see this is going to be yet another one of Rava's questions. Okay, but says, you know, he has fun. It's half amount, so let's play out different ways in which it could be like half. One way could be like a normal half payment is the question about out of the body. Does this go out of the body or even out of pocket? Another question Rava's about to ask is, what happens by a time when it pays half? You warn the owners three times, and then it pays the full amount. So what would happen by tzroros? If you, the animal was, very, was habitual of kicking up pebbles and so on, and you warn the owner three times, by after the third time, would you now start paying the full amount for tzroros? Yesh ha'adol tzroros or not ha'adol tzroros? Now, that's interesting, right? Because you could say, one minute, the idea of warning three times is to turn something, I mean, there's a long Rashi on this, you know, prove that something that normally would be not habitual is habitual and the owners have been warned and you see it's habitual and so on. Tzroros is habitual. So what is warning, so what is warning three times? How would that make you pay the full amount? You know, obviously that could be the side that you still pay half, but what's the logic of the side that you would pay the full amount? So you could say one of two things here. You could say that, you know, if something is so regular that that's how the animal operates, then it makes it sort of transcend the koho reality. Koho is still the physical reality that it's the pebbles, but if it's so regular, you see it as a knack, as, as sort of an extension of the animal's body. That's maybe one way to say it. Another way to say it would be that sroros are, you know, a degree that it's not the most natural thing to do, to break things as you're kicking up pebbles, and therefore this makes it fully natural. Or maybe there's no logic, it just follows the same form as as chatzinezek. Chatzinezek three times becomes fullnezek. Whatever it is, that's the question. So we can use that to explain the debate here. Okay, this would be a scenario where you warned the animal here with the coal. It had been doing this, like, or let's say other ways in which the animal had been warned three times around Sroros. Again, it's reading a whole Parsha, and that's not here. But if the animal was warned three times around Sroros, and now it is this thing with the coal. So the first position would say, 
it's still half like it always was, and it's migufo, again, and that would prove the idea that chatzin nezek, that shroresh is migufo, and Rabbi Eliezer would say that, that, no, at this point, it's full, okay, but it still is migufo, because that's what we said before, this position of Rabbi Yehuda, that when you go from half to full, the original half can remain migufo. Okay, so that's a way of explaining it, that it would be a Tzrora's case, that you could live with Rabbi Eliezer saying full migufo, that at least the first half would be migufo, and that would show you that Chatzinezek Tzrosh is migufo. So the Gemara says, Rav, the only problem is, is that then it, you know, becomes forces to, to use this to answer, to show Chatzinezek is migufo, also brings with it a resolution of Rav's other question. And Rava thought his other question wasn't resolved. Now, had the boy Rava, but that, that question that Rava asked, Yesh Adalitzroros or Ain't is three times warning, make Tzroros into full amount or not, Ilarabon. So now we have the answer, the way we've explained this Brita about the coal and that it's about Tzroros. Ilarabon and Ain't Adalitzroros. According to the rabbis, there's no Hada. And they say half. And according to Rebbe Eliezer, there is. Okay? And presumably, Rava didn't think that this Brita resolved it. So that. Either you read this bright to be Tzroros and you find this way to explain Rabbi Eliezer, like Rabbi Yehuda, that the first half still is, you know, still is, what do you call it, still, still is Migufo, and it answers the Migufo question, but then it also, to some degree, resolves the Ha'ada question. Or you go back to this whole explanation of Rabbi Tarfon and Chatzor HaNizak and Mishuna and so on. Okay, so Amalek HaRava, Kimi Bay Lilidi Alibid Rabbana Depli Yalei Desumchis. Um, okay, so now Rava is just going back and saying what we just said before. You know what? I am not going to explain this Brita to be dealing with Tzroros. I would tell you that whether the rabbis or Rabbi Eliezer here in this Brita, they would both hold like Sumchis. That would say Tzroros is full amount. And what's going on here is not Tzroros. Okay. So therefore, what is going on here if not Tzroros? The answer we gave before, okay? The coal is not either, it isn't Tzroros, it was placed directly on, or Rav is saying that they both hold like Sumchis, Tzroros doesn't matter, but the animal is doing something unusual with the coal. To shun, um, uh, that it was a normal case of Shinoi, and there's no Hada, not three times, and that's half Nezek, and that's their position. It has nothing to do with Shroros, it has to do with Chatzin Nezek, with a normal Meshuna and Chatzin Nezek, and that's why it's Migufo, and you can't prove to me Migufo of Shroros, okay? And it's the debate of Rabbi Tarfan and the Rabban, and Rabbi Eliezer would hold that it's Again, Nezek or Meshuna in Chatzar Hanizak, and you pay full amount. Okay, so they're talking, not talking about Tzroros, exactly what we said before. Talking about Meshuna for the Chachamim half Migufo, for Rabbi Eliezer, like Rabbi Tarfon, Chatzar Hanizak, full, and it is Migufo. So the Gemara says, one minute. Eimor de Shamisle, Rabbi Tarfon, Nezek Shalim, Migufo, Mishmiasle. Yes, Gemara says, one minute. Rabbi Tarfon, I get how now Rabbi Eliezer, because it's Mishuna and it's in the Chatzar of the Nizak, in the, in, the, in, the, in the property of the one being damaged, I get how this Rabbi Tarfon says, even a Karen, even Mishuna pays full amount. But remember, everybody here is agreeing Migufo. Why would Rabbi Tarfon say Migufo? Maybe Rabbi Tarfon should say that you pay out of pocket once he's saying you pay full amount. 
In, yes, the says, yes, he would still say Migufo, even in, the, in this case of Mishuna and the property of the damaged. Where does Rebbe Tarfan start from? He starts from the idea of Karen in the public domain. Goring in the public domain pays half, so Kavachoner in the private domain, it's going to pay full. But fundamentally, it's still Goring, and therefore, the same way Goring in the public domain pays half out of body, Goring in the private domain will pay full out of, out of pocket. Goring in the private domain will pay full out of pocket. So the Gemara says, um, so since we're learning it out from Karen, it's enough that what we apply it to follows the rules of where it started from. In the end of the day, this is a case of Karen, of Mishune, and therefore, the same way Karen in a public domain pays, pays out of the body, I think I said it wrong a minute ago. Anyway, the same way Karen in the public domain plays out of body, the, when it's doing it in the private domain, even when it's full, it will still remain out of the body of the animal. Okay, and yes, and that's why Rabbi Eliezer will say full and out of the body, full because it's private domain, like Rabbi Tarfan, but out of the body, because in its root, it's basically a case of Mishuna and Karen. So the Gemara says one minute, but Rebbe Tarvin doesn't hold of the principle that you're limited by your original case. Because if you're limited by your original case, you'd only pay half, right? If you pay half in Rishos HaRabim, in the Chatzar in the property of the person being damaged, you should pay half. That's what's classic Havachomer. Certainly the same halach will apply. But Rabbi Tarfin upgrades it. And he says, certainly you'll pay as much as Shane and Regal and you'll pay full. So Rabbi Tarfin doesn't go by the restrictions of the original. So if you're going to upgrade it and go like Shane and Regal and pay full, maybe you should also upgrade it and say you pay out of pocket, not out of body. So the says, no. Ki leisle dayo hecha demafre kavachomer. Hecha demafre kavachomer isle dayo. Rabbi Karfin doesn't hold Dayo if it's going to ruin the Kavachomer. But if it's not going to ruin the Kavachomer, he would still apply some, some of the normal restraints of where it came from. So the Kavachomer is because Shane and pays nothing, and Regal pay nothing in Rishos Rabim, and they pay full in Chatzar Hanizak. So Karen that pays half in Rishos Rabim should certainly pay full in Chatzar Hanizak. Now you could say it should certainly pay the same half it pays in Rishos Rabim. He says, no, I'm going to compare it to Shane and Regal and say pay full. And I'm not going to let the Dayo principle limit me to half. Because, and, because otherwise I would not gain anything from my Kavu Homer. Of course you pay half. Okay, but this, but, so therefore, because it would restrain me, I'm going to go with my Kavu Homer and I'm going to say full. But I can apply the Dayo to at least restrain me where it won't ruin the Kavu Homer, and that is to say it comes from the body of the animal. Okay, the upshot of all of this is, is that for Rebbe Tarfan, the Gemara is saying, in the Chatzar Anizak, in the domain of the person being damaged, if there's a case of Karen, it pays full, like Ken Regal does, but because it's still Karen, it only pays out of the body. And that is the debate about the ember. Okay, and that's where we end with that. Um, now, so just to review what we said so far, we've had two of questions of Rava. One question of Rava was, if it kicks a, a clee and it rolls and it breaks, what's the story? Seemed to have been, it doesn't go by the beginning and it's gufo and full amount, it doesn't go by the end and it's half. Seems to be this case of the bucket was a perfect example of that and it seemed to be full amount. But the Gemara said, that's not, we're not gonna, that we're, we're gonna, other ways to read that we won't resolve it. The second question of Rava is, does Chatzinezik Tzroros go from the gufo out of the body of the animal, like Karen, or does it go out of pocket because in the end it's regal and it's normal? 
And here we seem to have this answered by this case about the ember that it was half Nezek Migufo and it looked like a Tzrewer's case. But the Gemara says, no, because that, that's complicated by Rebbe Eliezer, that's his full amount, and full amount Migufo doesn't work together with Tzrewer's, with, 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 um, yeah, with Tzrewer's. So therefore we're going to explain it in the case of, of Karen and Rishus Hanizak and explain it that way. Okay, so we haven't resolved either of those two questions of Rava, and now we have another question of Rava, which we cited before. By Rava, Rava asked, Yesha Adolitsroros or Ainhadolitsroros. If you warn three times with Troros, does it become now full damages? Okay? Do we make it like Karen and say, oh, and, and, and say, Karen, three times you pay full? Oh, Dilma told the regular, or at the end of the day, no, it's regular and it's already natural, and therefore warning doesn't change that and it won't make it full. Tashma. So we're going to once again try to prove from this brighta that is ambiguous what the case is. Hidus ain't a muad. Hopping is not muad by the chickens. The eight show me my raisin one, and some say it is. Hidus akudaita. Can we actually be talking about hopping? Like, why would a hopping not be muad? Elahidus fihitis. It must be, like we've been saying, it's hopping and it's uh, spraying pebbles. And my love could go into Avatlasazimni. Now, what's the debate? Let's say the debate is it did this three times, and this is what they're debating. And then actually, this, the word, because remember, it doesn't say half versus full, it says muad or not muad. So, this actually is probably the best reading of this, right? I mean, it still has to suppose that we're talking that it did it three times, but you know, chickens hop around a lot and spray around pebbles a lot. So, now we could say it's been doing it and it does it very regularly. It's actually quite a good read of this. Okay, and so it's regularly spraying pebbles. And so one says it's a muad, meaning that made it now from half to full. Marsav yeshada, you can do the warning and make it a muad, and you pay full. Marsav or ainada, no, that doesn't change its status, it's still half. So that sounds like a great read of the bright, uh, but the Gemara says, no, you can't prove it. Lo, bechad zimna, could be talking about it, did it once, and it really just means half versus full, and it's a debate of sumchas and the rabbis. Tashma, let's try again. An animal defecated into some dough, uh, which is a type of tzuras, because it's something coming out of the animal. It's like a pebble or whatever. Full amount. Half amount. My love could go into Avatlasa Zimne. Now, what are they debating? Like, it doesn't sound like it's Sumchas and the Rabbanan, then we'd expect your Sumchas and the Rabbanan. So it must be, it would be, let's take case that it did it three times, because, you know, it's reasonable to think that an animal might, like, if it doesn't, like, this is something that could happen more regularly, or whatever, or just it's a way of reading the Brighton. Let's say it did it three times. This is the debate. That you pay full, because now it did it three times, you're paying full, with Tzroros. No, it doesn't change its status. Says, no, we'll say it's once. Okay. And it's just the debate of Sumchas and the rabbis, and it's nothing special here, nothing to see here. Okay. Normal debate of half versus full by throwers. So now the Gemara says a question I could have asked before. I don't understand for an animal to like defecate in the middle of Rishusarabim and right into dough, that's unusual. I don't know why it's unusual, but maybe whatever, they're trained to defecate elsewhere or how, you know, where the dough would be that that animal would be defecating there. Maybe it's indoors or something. Anyway, the Gemara says, alma. No, it's crowded and it had nowhere else to go, so it was not an unusual thing once it had to go that it was doing it right there. Okay. 
The lema, now the real question, Rabbi Yehuda, Allah, Simchas, Falim, Rabbi Lezer, Allah, Karabbanan. So why are they debating Simchas and the Rabbanan? You know, if they're just doing that, why, do they, why are they giving this new scenario about uh, defecating? Why not just debate whether we pass them like Simchas or the rabbis? So the Gemara says, Glowing Itzrich Leinoth, because they wanted to talk, they, they are debating Sumchas versus the rabbis, but they wanted to talk about a special case about the defecating. Why? Because the one that holds like the Rabbanan that it's half, there was a reason to think that here he might concede that it's a full amount. Since it came out of the body, maybe we see it as an extension of the body. Kamash Malan, that we don't. So, yes. The, there was a chiddush that we view this as tzroros and not as the body itself, and that's the position of half. And then, you know, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, I still rule like Sumchis, and I would say that you pay full amount. Okay, and we will end here.